Hello. Yellow. Joey. I'm here. David. All right, welcome. Guys, it's uh, that's it. That's a wrap up on week 12. Um, I'm here with, as always, I'm the real get at me. My co host, Joe Fancy, and special guest, Dave. Um, so Dave's here. He wants to give us, uh, actually, before we get to that, Joe wanted to recap some things. Yeah, so I'm gonna start off the week with. Obviously, this has been the most active year in trades. Uh, to break it down for you, there was 28 total trades this year, um, seven of which included with Mr. Dom Kerbari, and right behind him was Mike Kiefer. Um, this was just a very productive year with, with owners being active and researching and taking a lot more risks. And just to give you an idea, I was only able to pull up last year's, the 2018 statistics, um, as far as how many trades, trade ag- acquisitions they were, and there was only six. So that's quite a big difference right there. And uh, I'd just like to commend, you know, all the owners for their participation um, in the trades. And I, I think it was a lot more interesting, a lot more fun uh, with all the, the transactions that were going on. And a lot of, a lot of chances and risks were taken. So that means... People are just more involved than they have been in the past, and that's what this league needs. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Kiefer owns a single guy that he drafted anymore. Yeah, I didn't look up that in particular, but I looked up a few, <laughs> two trades that he he had done this year that were heavily crit- criticized, and I'll provide those numbers here in a second. If he drafted Tevin Coleman, was the only guy still on his roster he actually drafted. That's beautiful. I mean, that's, I mean, and that, like, again, Mike was a guy with $15 left at the end of the auction draft. So he didn't like his team, apparently, and he, he gave up, and he knew he had a plan all year, and some of you suckers fell for it. One of the owners that didn't have a trade this year was the 2018 champion who's actually <laughs> on air with us. Dave, is there a reason why you decided you didn't want to make any moves? Are you that confident with your team? You know, I, I had a lot of offers come in. I mean, I even had an offer like the first week of the season and you do a lot of homework before the draft. You, you know, you, you plan for the players that you want. And, and, you know, I felt like I had a, a solid roster and I had guys coming back off injury. I still got guys coming back off injury. So, you know, the old saying goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I know last year, even I started out, I think three and four, I didn't didn't panic, didn't make any trades, and the trophy's still sitting on my desk today. So, um, looking to repeat again this year, and and just felt like you know the same mojo for this year as a, a, a this year compared to last year, you know, boasted well for me. Now, when you say mojo, is is that the nickname you have for Derrick Henry? <laughs> that is the nickname <laughs> I have for Derrick Henry. That's that's my I, mojo. You know, and he's big and he's hard to tackle. I caught a lot of flack at the beginning of the year for dra- for paying. I think I paid like eleven bucks for Derrick Henry, um, but he came out right off the bat, got me a couple wins, led me to a couple victories, and he's coming on strong after the injury that he had right now for me too. So, um, and that was one of the guys, honestly, that was so such a hot commodity for. Uh, people offering me trades and stuff, and I just, you know, it's tough. I don't want to give up. Right. There was there was a time probably between weeks three to week six where he was scoring barely over ten points. He even threw in a, a four-point game there against Denver. So I can see a lot of guys were probably trying to get in on that buy low right there, and uh, you just knew better. Uh, as he's produced 23, 32, and 28 in his last three games that he's played. Yeah, he's um, – I don't know. you got to own your instincts, and I just – got to run with him. I, yeah. I, I remember when I drafted Derek Henry last year and then dropped him after week five, and he floated, and then he ended up on your team. I mean, essentially, he won me the championship last year. Let's be honest. That's a beautiful thing. It is. The, the only other owner that did not make a trade was uh, Mr. LaRicci himself. So 
both Dave and Rob have rings. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off, either one of them, and not have to make any trade acquisitions this year and prove that they were, you know, their their rings were won at draft time. They did their homework before. So just, just keep that in the back of your heads as we push through the playoffs. Um, if you don't mind, I'll give you two trade scenarios here that were highly criticized this year. Um, I'll start with the Mike Kiefer and Nick November trade. And to sum things up, pretty much, I think everybody knows uh, Mike Kiefer received uh, the receiver, Kirk. Um, he had the running back, Elliott, and uh, I think it was Hill. Um, and in return, Nick received Lamar Jackson, uh, Jones, and Mixon, and that is Julio Jones. Uh, to give you an idea, Mike Kiefer, the three players combined, uh, if he would have kept Kirk and not moved him to this date, would have provided him 320 points. That's if he kept Kirk. If he didn't keep Kirk, it, obviously he didn't. It'd be about 250. But more importantly, what Nick has received out of this trade is 490 points from Jackson, Jones, and Mixon. There's a discrepancy of over 150 points. That is a lot of points for a trade, a lopsided trade, in which at the time, Mike had received a lot of verbal abuse, if I should say, <laughs> and text message abuse. So I don't know if either of you two want to chime in on that particular trade, but it's definitely worked in Nick's, Nick's favor. Um, Nick schooled him, as I would say, in the sales game. I was, yeah, I mean – how many ahead, points Dave. has Mixon? How many points has Mixon had out of that? Out of that, Mixon four fifty has had one hundred and four. Okay, probably all in the last two games. Uh, the last two games, he's he's only had about twenty five points. So yeah, the games a couple of weeks prior to that, he was averaging you know sixteen seventeen points for a period of a few weeks there. But um, obviously, it's a no brainer. Jackson has has been averaging probably thirty five of those points, but still very lopsided trade that, that everyone thought Mike was on the upper hand when it went down. Well, I think when Mike moved Jackson, he felt way more confident in Jared Goff than he should have. Uh, Cause I think he saw that Nick needed a, t- a running back and Mike was also a Lamar Jackson non-believer. Uh, he probably thought he was coming back to earth and honestly, he's only gone to the moon at yeah. this point. I mean, you can only imagine if, obviously, you take Elliott off of Mike's team, but if Mike still had Lamar Jackson, what he would be capable of in this league right now. I told him that the other morning. I mean, it wouldn't even this, – this league wouldn't even be fun this year if he had, if he had, had that option on his team. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be a runaway train at this point because Elliott, honestly, is barely outproducing what Mixon did over the last four weeks. 13-7, 18-14, and I think Mixon was around that 15, 15, 16, and 7. So it's pretty similar product, just without the big name. Uh, so I don't think much would have changed, but having Lamar Jackson put up 36, I think 47 last night he scored on me, uh, 30, 38, 40, 45. I mean... Yeah, you know, that could that could have changed the course. Mike would be running away with highest points probably at this po- at this point of the season, and yeah. he would he'd be sitting pretty. So one one, <clears throat> one more thing on that, just so everyone reiterate on that, Mike traded Kirk after one week of having having him on his roster. So if you take Kirk's points auditor, Michael was left with two hundred and fifty points, while Nick was had nearly five hundred. That's two hundred and fifty point difference. Um, big difference. Um, gonna... Go ahead. And, and that doesn't and that doesn't include the time that Tyreek's missed games while Julio Jones has been scoring points. Also, right. So, yeah. I'll I'll break down one more trade. Obviously, this is the other one. Uh, Mike Kiefer and the Rossless Signo trade, uh, Week Four. Mike Kiefer receives uh, McCoy, the running back, uh, Jones, and Hopkins. Uh, while Ross receives Adams, Kirk, that receiver, that uh, obviously that he had traded after one week, and Fortinette. Um, ironically, this one isn't as bad as people had thought either. Michael walks away with those three receivers he received, 
and got around 330 points combined so far. And Russ has 275. Now, keep in mind, uh, Adams had a 16-point game last Sunday or Monday, whatever that was, and Fortinet had 30-some points. So they had good performances there that helped push these numbers closer than what they really are. But uh, obviously Mike had won in this trade. But it was, again, Mike had received a lot of criticism that he was, I don't want to say the R word, but taking advantage of certain owners. And really this is only a spread. We call of, that rape. It's only a spread of 50, 50 points. So not, not nearly <laughs> as bad as 250. I mean, it might only look like 50 points, but availability was a big issue for the side that Ross was on where Kirk missed four games. Uh, Adam missed also, I think, three weeks, including a bye. Four weeks and a bye. So he really didn't get to use him, and he fell behind because his options on his bench weren't there. He had no depth after that. So, I mean, Mike will claim you you can't account for injuries when you're trading, and this just did not go Ross's way. But uh, one more trade note. I know I did a trade with Ross just last week for Odell Beckham. And about halfway through the first quarter, I saw Odell catch a touchdown pass. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's looking real nice right now. So I flipped on over to check the Carolina game. And literally two seconds later, DJ Moore catches a 51-yard touchdown pass. That's beautiful. And then to follow that up, DJ Moore goes on to – double his total touchdowns of the year as he catches six more passes for 126 yards and two touchdowns. And OBJ left me with 17 points. Do you want to feel sorry for you? That's just some of the trade luck that I have at times. Not to mention I also traded away Mike Evans for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I traded... Evan Ingram for James White, who got me point four points. Uh, so if any of you guys want some of that get-at-me-magic, I dropped Sammy Watkins last week. He's sitting on the waivers. He's probably due to have a 40-point game now. Uh, somebody should go scoop him up if you're asking me. Might he might be the magic up. that you need to get through this postseason. Well... There's two guys on here on this this podcast tonight again that have rings, Dom, and you're not one of them. So we've been through the grind. <laughs> we understand what it takes. And if you're going to sit here and cry about what you traded or what owner ownership moves you made that suck, I'm going to hop off it right now. Hey, you got to live and die with every move you make. You got to. I mean, I'm. Yeah, you have to. That's why you just got to stay the course. It's a long season. And just you got to grind it out. Everybody goes through the bye weeks that hurt them. Everybody goes through injuries. Dave definitely hasn't panicked. Zero trades this year. Rob, zero trades. Combined total trades, 28 again for 2019. Last year we had six. It's been a great year for trades. Um, And that's all I got to say about that. All right. A, A wise man once said, trust the process. Everyone's got their own. Exactly. Just don't do anything. Just don't do it. Chase that, does. Yeah. You gotta own. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into this. Let's. I mean, it was it was a very boring week in terms of matchups. Uh, this week, uh, we had really blots across the board. We had only two games within ten points of each other. Uh, Dave, where do you want to start? I think we're going to start with uh, Make America Great Again. And All right, one of the one of the eight point games of the week. One of the, one of the eight point games. It was a close game. I mean, Baker Mayfield's finally, finally, uh, earning his feather a little bit. He uh, obviously Paul Paul picked him up at a pretty steep price, but he I think he earned his feather last week. Twenty nine point five points really hurt Paul. Was Amari Cooper throwing up a goose egg? I mean. Eight point game, playing Kiefer. This this was a this was probably the, one of the games of the week right here, because of how the standings are all shaken out. Now with the win, Kiefer moves up to number two. Paul drops down to number four, 
and it, and it really shuffles up the playoff matchup going forward. I mean, with one week to go before the playoffs. Not to mention the game day trade that we had a democracy dispute on uh, of ethical violations. Um, and who would have thought that we all said Paul messed up and it ended up that Paul messed up. <laughs> Alvin Kamara got, got key for 14 and a half points while Aaron Jones and Carlos Hyde didn't even combine for nine. You know, you know, Paul, great owner. Uh, he usually has great drafts, you know, running with some good teams over the past few years. But it always seems to come down to the playoffs, and he's he's MIA. And, you know, so it's it, you wonder, like, is he the Charles Barkley of our league? You know, he's a Hall of Famer, great great owner, but does is he ever going to really get that ring to prove that he's You know, and I'm in that boat. I like to compare – I mean, am I Dan Marino here? Like, am I the greatest that's never won? Like – I mean – there's there's a few people in this league that have to be asked. Right, I know Chris question. is probably asking himself that question. He surely validates himself as a fantasy connoisseur, and you know he's got nothing to prove for it. Um, really, I mean, he's always finishing at, at the top of the uh, regular season. Always finishing right around high points. He loves that high point stuff, you know. I, and and I I mean I I see it to an extent, I guess, but. When you're wearing the hardware, you know. Right. Points only really count in hand grenades and horseshoes. Um, exactly. All right. So that was that was a good game. That definitely moved Mike into a solid position to hold on to that number one seed. Um, actually, to be tied with Chris at that number one seed as they both have a game on the rest of uh, the division right behind them. Uh, so let's... Let's follow the trend. Let's go to the next closest game. Uh, a game that really kind of made and broke, I'd say, Bob's season. Bob versus Chase. Yeah, tough tough game. Bob versus Chase, hot lockets. And Who saw this one coming? Um, I really didn't see this one coming at all. I mean, Jarvis Landry came out of nowhere. You know, two touchdowns, 31 points. You know, Chase Chase is running him in the flex. And, I mean, 31 points out of your flex, you're going to get a win, I'd say, 75% I mean, of the time in this league. Ertz, another, you know, 20-point game. So, Chase gets almost half his points from two players. Um, Buffalo's defense, obviously, you know, they played pretty well. 13 points, you know, defense wins championships. Chase knows that from year one of the league and I, I mean Bob just really didn't have a strong performance besides Michael Thomas um he really didn't I was have, gonna say oh, there is there is one guy on his roster just, I mean, that's uh, pretty good yeah <laughs> I mean he's been carrying them all been, been carrying them all year what was worth every penny he paid for him so um but you know everybody else it just it's yeah weakness. your defense I, can't I go out there and get weakness. you negative points against the Jets uh, Duke John Duke Duke Johnson cannot be your Robin to Christian McCaffrey here, um, if if that's your plan. And that's child play. And, and Driscoll's really not gonna. And I and I understand, I understand John Brown was coming off of a pretty good game there last week, but how are you benching Calvin Ridley in this position? Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing. I mean, if you look at Chase's. Chase's lineup here, he, he's got holes and voids throughout his lineup, and he's he's winning with, you know, Jarvis Landry, uh, Watson, obviously. And for Bob, a must-win must game for Bob. You've, the, the Raiders' defense, okay, I can understand that. You're playing the Jets and the Jets. But my, my, Mike Lockett was injured the week before. He was questionable all week. If you look right. at the weather report in Philadelphia, it was nasty. Um, Josh Brown, too, I mean – Calvin Ridley would have won one of this game, and that was just a poor decision by the owner there. That that could could have cost his season. We don't know that yet, but uh, a must win against Chase. You know, everybody knows that. All right, it's just it's just too bad how that played off because I know Bob would have overtaken a lot of guys there in that I mean, six me, and six bunch. Me being one of them. 
Yep. And you know, now both of these guys are on the yeah, outside they're gonna, looking in. I mean, Chase muddied up the waters for sure. And he's that, good at uh, doing that. Playing the spoiler here for uh Mr. Bob Scott. Um the next game that sticks out to me here, uh let's just get it out of the way, Joe. Again. What, yeah, what is this? Or this is sad. This poor. I mean, this is this is insane. I see six oh, God. all the way down the score. It's just a, we're not that. playing golf here, Joe. There is there is no words I mean, to explain crazy. this. This is strictly yeah. on ownership. I I'll take it. Um I'm glad I'm still yeah. in the mix. I've been saying this the last three weeks on the on the podcast. This is obviously the, the weakest point um in my ownership career, but it hurts my eyes to look at this lineup. I mean, you look you look at your bench, and you got three guys that scored almost as many points. <laughs> right. My, my, here's a good stat for you. I mean, Greg Zerloin was my uh, number one scorer of the week. He had seven points. You're in nice. trouble. So yeah, it, you know you got you, you got a, you got you got Dino who's literally scrapping and clawing. I mean, he's already. He's already, I think he's got six out of the 12 months calendar right. he's already done, is what he told me. I mean, he just, he's, he's, he's barely hanging on here. He's got, he's just, Sam he's just Darnold going around. Quarterback. Sam Darnold almost, yeah, he would have. Damn near would have. And I mean, and you, and you felt confident coming into this one because you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to catch Dean on a good week. No Pat Mahomes, no Gordon, no I mean, Hooper. That, let me back up there. And, and keep, keep going. Kiefer was my, is my witness if you guys want to chat with him. He's got the day off, I think, tomorrow on Wednesday. Give him a call. I said to Mike, I didn't like my matchup this week. Dean always gets that luck in him, and I, I just have a problem when I play Dean. Remember back in 2014, he won his ring? First round of the playoffs. I mean, I, w- I was having a Mike Kiefer year running away with it, and he knocked me out. You know what I mean? I just I have bad luck against Dean, and God bless him. I love him. If anyone's right, going to beat me, if anyone's going to beat me, I want it to be Dean. <laughs> Well, you know, I think you pretty much beat yourself this week, Joe. So the forty-five, not even scoring forty-five. Yeah, I think points, Lamar Jackson would have beat me. <laughs> he would have beat you, yeah, he would. Oh shit! Like, so let's yeah, let's skip this game. We said enough about it. Okay, Dean's great. He's the best. We love him. He's he's got his his uh, calendar sheet ready to rock and roll. I'm getting two copies of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're moving on to Keenan and Kelsey and uh, Wilson, Mr. Chris Amicarelli and Rob LaRiccia. I mean, this was a decent game. Um, I would have thought it would have been a little bit closer, to be honest, but who would have thought Winston would have had a 30-point 30 30 point game? You know? I mean, he threw, he threw I, his two interceptions, so he did his job. Yeah, he, well, you know, and the, obviously the three touchdowns and the 300 yards balanced that out, but um, Russell Wilson had a bad week, you know, uncharacteristic 11 points. I mean, that, that doesn't typically happen. And obviously Le'Veon Bell's having a weak year altogether. I mean, Rob's scrapping and, and, you know, he's scraping and clawing his way into the playoffs. Ammo's sitting pretty at the top of the league. And I know he thinks he's, you know, he's all right, but it's, you know, it's a week to week league at this point. I mean, you got to, you win or you go home. So he can't afford to slip up at all, and, and hopefully he's got his hard head on. I think the playoffs are going to be a lot harder than he thinks. Yeah, I mean, the first round of the playoff, quarterback situation for, for Amel has been up and down. I mean, he was riding the coattails of, was it, Bruce Seth from yeah. Indianapolis, and he suffered the injury, which it is what it is. Winston, I mean, I'm not sure that I'm confident with Winston opening up against Indianapolis, and then they have Houston, too, in the playoffs. Those are two two decent defenses and a quarterback that throws a lot of interceptions. They're not in it for the playoff hunt. So risking injuries, they, they may pull them. They may watch him. They may just kind of cut back his workload. Um, I'm not sold on ammo yet. I mean, obviously he's got a nice team. He's highest points right now, but I think like you said, he, he thinks he uh, has his first championship ring locked up. And Dave, you and I both know it, it but a lot easier said than done. A lot easier said than done. And honestly, I think, you know, looking at his opponent, I think Rob, you know, looking at his roster and kind of going top to bottom, I mean, 
I think he's got one of the strongest rosters in our league right now, to be completely honest. And I would not be surprised if Rob made a uh, a deep playoff run this year because I feel like his players could start clicking. You know, yeah, right Rob's got a nice time. team. I've been saying it uh, for weeks now. He's got uh, Will Fuller there flirting down there. He could put in his flex spots a good option. Uh, Mark Andrews had a bad week. That's uncharacteristic of him and also Russell Wilson. So, uh, Ammo uh, got a little lucky this week that Rob didn't perform. And uh, fortunately for me, it keeps keeps me in check for the playoffs too with, with Ammo's victory. So, Ammo, I will thank you for this week uh, now, for beating you, Rob. Now, do you think the whole Chubb and Hunt combo is going to work out in the playoffs? You know, that is – that's a – I mean, a it's a bold strategy. I mean, let's say Cleveland does in one game, you know, only rushes for one touchdown. Uh, you know, that's two positions fighting for the same possessions. I think personally it's going to work. Uh, you know, some people may not agree with me, but you look at Paul Ferdue, he had two of the best receivers in the league. Jameis Winston obviously is a thrower. Um, the good thing that the thing I like about the Cleveland Browns and the two running backs is everyone knows the schedule remaining for the rest of the season is against a bunch of garbage teams. So there's a lot of good, including Pittsburgh. That'll be his tough matchup, toughest matchup if you ask me, but Hey, it's not in the playoffs, but he does need to get this win to get in the playoffs. So, um, we'll see what happens, but I, I like the, the Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb options. All right, moving on. Jones in for gold and the real get at me. Dom, this is uh, probably another one that you don't really Why, this is what happens about. every I mean, week for Dom. I, I mean, I, he just I actually didn't just played me. That's yeah, all. Well, that's, I just, that's I great. actually just took, uh, I took just, I just took a real get at me in the toilet one second ago while we were on air. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, I don't I have like Joe, I don't have much excuses for what happened here. Um I'm looking at an MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback who can't even look competent holding the ball. Uh Saquon Barkley is actually not getting any favors from Daniel Jones. Chris Carson had two non forced fumbles uh go against him where he ended up getting benched for the fourth quarter where Richard Penny turned his 10 catches in the fourth, 10 carries in the fourth quarter to 126 yards and a touchdown. Uh, James White got caught up in, I guess, game script and some bad rain. So you're not going to pass the ball to your passing back very much with how bad that game was. Taylor Gabriel apparently caught his first catch for 20 yards and then, uh, Suffered a concussion later in the game. Odell Beckham had a great game, but like I said, DJ Moore had a better game that I just traded away. Noah Fant, Noah Cant. Uh, Cleveland D gave me a decent game, except for them going into uh, go ahead and letting Miami score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That was a uh, interesting strategy they had going. And my kicker. My only other player to score double digits. So I'm right there in Joe's boat. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I get No, I mean, there's really nothing to say. I mean, you look at Nick's, Nick's uh, squad he was having, on the other he, side, and obviously, you know, Lamar, Lamar having 45 points is a major boost for the squad. Um, I think, you know, Cooper Cup had an un, uncharacteristically um, bad week. You know, low-performing week. I think a couple of his other guys had the same thing, and he still scores almost 120 points. I mean, you know, he's got a scary squad for the for the playoffs. I, I'll say it. I mean, I know one thing. You know, the the Ravens have a couple tough matchups here coming up, um, but that hasn't phased Lamar Jackson up until this point. So, you know, who's to say that it's going to phase him now? I think Nick. I think that's that that's Nick's ride or die player, though. I don't think he wins a championship with the rest of his roster. He needs Lamar Jackson to perform at a high level. Right. His, his, playoffs and, you know, his running backs are questionable at best. Um, Cup and Jones are always capable of 20, 25 point games. Kittle came back off that ankle right. injury. That was so bad that like, you noted, I don't know if you guys had seen some of San Francisco's games. They kept, they're like, 
this this in, ankle injury must be pretty bad. Kittle's not even down on the field with this team. He's watching from, you know, the owner's box. Like he couldn't even. And then he comes back. And the report and says that the bone is still broken in his ankle, and he's over here catching sixty-one yard touchdown passes in garbage time just to make sure I lose this game because I think at the end of the late the late afternoon games on Sunday, it was like fifty-six to seventy or fifty-six to. 60 something and it was looking close uh but it didn't even matter because like you said lamar jackson goes absolutely nuts uh five five touchdowns and doesn't even throw I for mean, 200 yeah, yards played, and he didn't play the whole game it took him out yeah and rg3 was and rg3 got credited with, with the victory formation so i get a couple things one obviously dave you, you made some great points um uh, Nick Nick rides or dies with Lamar Jackson. He's got some of the toughest defenses in the next three or four weeks. So you're really going to be able to see if Lamar Jackson is is unstoppable. I mean, he's got San Francisco, the Jets, the Bills, um, the Steelers. I mean, I think he's got Cleveland too. It he he's just got some really tough defenses. So that's going to make or break him. But uh, more importantly, with Dom's team, I've got two things in particular. One, Aaron Rodgers. Is it true you tweeted at him uh, over the weekend or within the last 24 hours? Did he respond? I mean, are those rumors true? Uh, Yes. Uh, After watching Lamar Jackson decimate the 49ers or the Rams, I tweeted Aaron Rodgers, asked him to make sure he was taking notes. We got an important playoff run. Um, I also had to be specific that he was watching Lamar Jackson, not Jared Goff, because he's looked more like Jared Goff than Lamar Jackson. Uh, and you know, I, I'm vocal with my players. If they're gonna, if they're gonna fuck around, I'm, I'm gonna call them out on it. This is no way to represent my team. I didn't, I didn't get to 59 wins playing bums. And. One other comment before I move on, uh, the David Njoku trade, obviously it looks like he's going to be activated versus Steelers. Is that a move that you possibly would make this week to start? Yeah, there's a good, there's a good chance. I'll have to look at some more of my uh, statistics projections uh, and I'll make that decision closer to game time since they're not going to be playing until Sunday instead of these uh, handful of Thursday games we got coming up. All right, should we move on to the last game, which was essentially the game of the week? Yeah, let's sure. move on to that one. Who'd we miss? Who do you think we missed? Oh, we missed the uh, guy we needed to lose to help us, real, and he ended up winning. Yeah, way to go, Dave. The real Slim Brady part two, and obviously your 2018 SWB League champion. Um, you know, I, I got to give it to Ross. I mean, he's a fighter. The, the kid, you know, he's – his players are going down. Some of them are not cracked, you know, what they cracked up to be, but he still fights to the finish. I mean, honestly, he's not putting quarterbacks in during this game because that was weeks ago. <laughs> I, he, he put his best roster you know, together this week. He participated. So Dave was, Dave was on what he said there. Dave, Ross gave it his best effort this week besides, besides the Rams. He did. He did. And, you know, I mean, obviously the real Slim Brady part two, you know, sequels are never as good as the original as the original and and i think ross knows as well as everybody since he won the championship his teams have been anything but spectacular and there's a couple other people in this league that are the same way and i refuse are are you talking about 2012 champion ace McCune? you know he's had his he's had his down years i mean you look at dean's team since he won the championship and 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 I, you know, I'll I'll be. I always say the hardest thing. The hardest more. thing about winning a championship is winning another one, or winning your first one. Well, you no. know, some of us are. The first, they <laughs> say the first one. The first one feels easy. The second one feels harder. Maybe Dom overperformed. Yeah, I don't. You know, I just. I, I feel like is this is it me or is this is this year is the league as about as tight knit as far as like competition and record? It is. Uh, I pointed out on the last podcast this will be the first year in I think about five that we haven't had a uh, we won't have a double digit victory uh, owner. Nobody's going to reach ten wins. Uh, 
Right, in the regular season, no one's going to reach 10 wins. Yeah. And we ideally uh, have 10 teams fighting for playoff spots. There are 10 right. teams involved in the, going into the last weekend. Right. And I, like I was telling, I think you or Mike, whoever I was talking to earlier today, obviously, or Chase, whoever, I talked to all you guys a bunch. If we don't want to bring the past up and there's nothing we can do about it, but Dean just beat me. If he would have won you know, one other game a couple of weeks ago, he's in this mix. And Ross, if he would have figured out how to start a quarterback, he probably would have won that, and he would have been in this mix, and it would have been all clustered. Right. So, right. yeah, it's yeah. been a good year. Not to mention that Ross also – me and Ross also had a barn burner back in week nine. Uh, it was 70 to 63. I mean, anybody could have won that game. Uh, you know, that would have that would have thrown Ross right back in there. So, you're saying – how many how many games have you had, saw, like – not as many as Joe. 90 points. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this is Dave and Ross's Yeah, game, get back okay? on topic. Let's talk about Dave's great performance here, okay? All Dave, right. take it away. Tell us about your roster. Dave, tell, t- Dave, tell us about Derek Henry I mean, some more. you know, quite honestly, I mean, obviously, Derek Henry had a great game. Nothing, nothing new there. You know, expected that out of him. Quite honestly, Gurley you know, didn't show up and he really hasn't shown up very much throughout the year as far as being a, just a standout number one running back. But really this year was, this this year was kind of, it was kind of hit or miss when Drew Brees went down, didn't really have consistent quarterback play, but now you got Drew Brees back in the mix. I mean, you're talking 25 points a week that you can really expect out of your quarterback. And I mean, that's just, it's just consistency out of him. Um, you know, Randall Cobb the last couple of weeks has stepped up. Just necessary 10, 12 points. Um, Jared Cook stepping up huge now that Drew Brees is back. And I'm going to tell you guys, like, defense wins championships. And, and the New England Patriots defense has been just carrying me the, the whole year. Um, so, somewhat of a, a lackluster offensive performances at times has been – I've scrambled wins out because of my defense. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang my head on that for the rest of the season and, and see. see now, how are you, how you feeling about uh, Adam Thielen here coming off injury? Uh, are you at a point where you understand that you can't afford to have one of these one play, pull up on a hamstring, go sit the rest of the game out after you've already inserted him in the lineup? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a little bit of a scary situation, um, especially when my receiving core is not as strong as, you know, I'd really hoped it to be. I mean, I thought I was going to get A.J. Green to come back and do anything this year, but he really hasn't. And so I've been scrambling with Robert Woods and, like, an outlier receiver pretty much since Thielen's been down. And, I I mean, it is nerve-wracking, but at the same time, you know, Thielen, he, he, he can go out and score you 25 to 30 points on any given Sunday. So, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm praying, you know, I, I'm ex- not expecting the worst, but I'm not expecting big things out of him, but hoping for the best at the same time, knowing that, you know, his big weeks could be the X factor that really just blows out any of my opponents. Right. I, want, I want to go on record here and say it. The Dave's team, the 2018 champ, all right, most of the most of the owners this year that have been getting all the rap are Chris A. McCrelly, Paul Ferdue's been up there, Mike Kiefer, Dom, even that one week you were at first, everybody was talking about you. I, I'd won four games in a row. People I think I, I, I think I was highest points for like the first six weeks. I was getting talked about. There were about a half a dozen of us that were getting brought up every week. This is the year, whatever. Highest points, most wins, this and that. And obviously, Mike Kiefer is getting a lot of those conversations. And even Bobby Scott's getting them. I mean, I've said Bobby Scott's name the last three three times on this podcast. So there's – Now what you've done to him. Yeah, right. I'm going on there. I'm not jinxing you, Dave. But this is a lineup that's that going into playoffs with some – I mean, now you've secured a spot. You've got some mojo for you. you got one of the best quarterbacks. you got some guys on your bench that can make things happen. Don't count A.J. Green out because Danny Dalton, I heard, is getting the start there. He could be back on the field. They, I, he's got the best defense, the best kicker, a great tight end. Don't be surprised if Dave's the first owner Whoa. that gets two wins, okay, or two rings. 
Joe, do you want me to leave and leave you and Dave alone? I'm just Which telling you, nobody. Dave's been the silent owner that hasn't said much. He's he's chimed in here and there, and nobody's ever considered him winning back to back. It's always been the Mike Kiefer. Maybe Paul Cruz going to do it. Dave here first. Dave's about to change the title to back to back. Dave's Dave is a real threat, and you guys should be aware of him going into the playoffs. I, I mean, I, 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 there's a reason I haven't made any trades this year. There's a reason I didn't, you know, make any last year and really just trying to do your homework. I mean, it's, that's, that's what I feel builds a strong team is knowing and understanding your team up front, not only playing for the first couple weeks, couple games of the season, but knowing and understanding that it's a long year. Guys can come off injuries. Guys can help you at different times, and being able to utilize them, knowing your personnel, I, I'm confident. Yeah, you got to You're go. you're getting I'm healthy confident. at the right time. You're catching, like I said, some mojo. You're catching. You're going downhill here. You stay healthy. I mean, you earn it. I mean, you you could be the first back to back, and I'm gonna go on air right now and say uh, you're you're number one on my power rankings right now. All but right. we could we could discuss that later if we need to. All right, all right. Easy with the love fest. Uh, we got about 20 minutes. Let's get into what everybody's tuning in for. Yeah, let's try and, try and make Play- this go as quickly as possible. Playoff scenarios and predictions. Um, I'm going to start off with what Fantasy Pro has. Uh, already clinched in the playoffs is Chris, Mike, Nick, Paul, and Dave are your top five. Um, already mathematically eliminated would be Ross and Dean. So, yes, that means Chase has a chance. Um, there's a scenario that Chase gets in. We got Rob at 87% to make the playoffs, Joe at 82, Bob at 64, me at 51, and Chase at a 16% chance that he could still sneak in there in a certain scenario. Uh, so which scenario do you want to start with, Joe? I think we should start from the top. I mean, if we go on the ESPN projection, projections, which – obviously have not worked most of the season. And this is pretty much just based on the lineups that everybody has in right now um, and the projections that they're projected to win or lose. It has me losing this week to Nick, Nick November. It has Bobby winning. It has Chase losing and Dom losing. So in that simple scenario, you've got Chase who loses. He, it's a must win for Chase. He loses according to ESPN, so he's out. He's going to be your 10. Dom and I lose and Bobby wins. The three of us are combined at six and seven. What happens there is Dom is going to be the number seven and make the playoffs. Um, that is uh, because ESPN will take all three of our records against one another. When you do that, it, we're all one and one. And, two and uh, zero. I'm I'm two and zero against you guys. My bad. Bob and I are one and one. Uh, you're two and zero, so you take the seven. Uh, Bob beat me head to head. He's he's eight and in the playoffs. So that would be your your ESPN projections. Um, according to the lineups that everybody had in as of today. Do you want to do the next one? All right, yeah. Uh, a second scenario here is Joe loses, I lose, Bob loses, Chase wins. This is the 16% of Chase's playoff hopes. Uh, so Joe will get in on the head-to-head based on points because we're all one-to-one. Uh, I beat Joe. I lost to Chase. Uh, and I Bob beat Chase. Would, Bob would not be tied with us anymore because he'd have uh, seven losses or eight losses. So Bob would be out. Joe would get in based on most points because we're all one and one against each other. And then to so take Joe out of the equation and it's head to head between me and Chase. And Chase would get that eight spot and I'd be left on the outside with Bob. Damn, doing the calendar shoot, possibly the single out coming out. And I'm tanking for the calendar shoot from there. Because if you ain't first, first, you're last. That's my favorite scenario so far. I mean, it's all right. I love that scenario. Uh, You can take go. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, Scenario three is a Joe loss, Dom loss, Chase win, and Bobby win. Uh, So now that would make a four-way tie with records. Um, that would lead us to Dominic getting the seventh spot. Uh, he is two and one. He has the highest win percentage out of the group. Um, the two and one is simply the records against one and all of us that are tied. 
uh, coming in at the eight spot would be Bob due to highest points. So that would leave uh, myself at the nine because I take the head to head over Chase with beating him, and that puts Chase to ten. So pretty much what this scenario is telling you is Chase needs Bobby to lose. Right, Chase is Chase is out with the Bob win. Period. You want to do uh, scenario four? Yeah. Uh, scenario four: Joe gets the win, I lose. Chase wins, Bob loses. That puts Joe at the seven, uh, just based on record. Yep. And then Chase Chase would get in the playoffs over me based on head to head, and I would hold the number nine spot over Bob based on head to head. Yeah, Bob wouldn't have wouldn't have it. Bob would be a game less oh, than Bob, the record, so you would have right. a nine. But still, you're both on the outside. I do like that option. Right. I like two and four to even numbers. All right. Why do I keep getting the ones where I'm out? I don't know. That's the ones you picked. Dave, do you have this in front of you? You want us to keep going? Uh, if you, you, if keep, you, want to you keep driving in, the car. Uh, keep driving. Don't kill yourself. Uh, scenario yeah, yeah, five. No, okay, this is another scenario here. Joe wins. Dom loses Bobby wins and chase loses. So obviously a chase loss means he's out. Um, and then uh, with a Joe win, Dom, I mean, I'm in at seven cause I have the, the record there. Um, and then a Dom, the Bob loss is pretty easy. Dom beat Bob in the regular season. So Dom slides in at the eight spot and Bob's on the outside looking in at nine. And chase is still at 10. Correct. Uh, our sixth scenario gives us a Joe loss, a Bob win, a Chase win, and a Robbie loss. So that means I win in that scenario. Um, so this affects Rob the most here, where Joe, where Bob would have best record of those four teams at three and one, so he'd get to seven. Joe would have the second best record at two and one, so he'd get to eight. Rob would be on the outside because he's one and two against those guys, and he lost to Chase in the head-to-head. I think and he'd beat Chase. Beat so he'd, Chase. Rob, would, Rob would be nine, Chase would be ten. But honestly, well, it, yeah, it wouldn't matter nine. because uh, I guess what we're saying here is Joe, Rob, and Chase having the same record, Joe gets that eight spot for having the better win percentage of those three teams. That's with a Robbie loss. Right. And a Bob win. And a Bob win. So Rob, so Rob wins. Yeah, yes, Rob, Dom, or me, right now. When we're in, we win. We're in. Yeah, I'll, we're in. right on. Scenario seven. Uh, you yep. want to run through it? Sure. Uh, a Joe loss, a Rob loss, a Bob loss, and Chase wins. Uh, that puts Joe still at that seven. Rob gets in at the eight. Uh. Chase is at nine. Bob is at ten. There. Yeah, and unfortunate for him. Sixteen percent. Right, sixteen. Oh, I mean, Chase needs everybody else to lose and him to win. Yeah, Chase lost to I believe Ross or Rob and me. So unfortunately, a win there and a a, a loss by me and a loss by Rob. We hold the the head the heads there, so we hop them and I beat Rob. So I'm at the seven. So yeah, that's that's a good scenario for me. Oh, and there's one more scenario where Chase can get in here at number eight, Joe. Yeah, we'll run through this one real quick. It's with a Joe win, so obviously I'm in that seven spot. If Dom loses and Bob loses, um, Chase would, would fulfill that eight. And that looks like uh, scenario two, to be honest with you. But, yeah, that Chase would get in with uh, me winning and Dom losing and Bob losing. Right. Is that exactly like scenario two? I think so. Oh, no. Is that scenario all three of us losing? Now that's you winning. Right. That one's with me winning. Right. So that one doesn't matter if you win. Right. Because you're automatically in. So so out of those scenarios, most likely is what they're saying here in ESPN probably, where everything stays status quo. Well, I'm just going to go what we all lose at the rate our teams are performing. And Joe, you're on the outside with Chase. But most most things will be predicted with Bob's matchup against Paul. Yeah, that's gonna that's pretty much the one that's got the most impact on all of us. Um, if Bob wins, it it makes us obviously need that win and creates 
a bunch of different scenarios. If Bob loses, it's it's pretty much wide open for you, me, and Rob, even with a loss. There are some scenarios where Chase can right. slide in there, but Chase needs to win first and foremost. Now he's going against Dean, and Dean's got half his lineup back this week, so it's not going to be easy. Unless, you know, something crazy happens here. Um, you know, we've got, like we said, one, two, three, four. We got five guys fighting for those technically those last three spots. Uh, it's just fun. Not, it's good it's stuff. Fun. That's what this is about. Keeping keeping everybody engaged and everybody having a good time. Being competitive, you know. I mean, this is competitive. This this year is. This year's probably the toughest year to win the win the uh, championship. Yep. Uh, even even highest points is usually settled by now, and it's it's a race. Oh, here's a scenario for you: Bob loses, gets highest points, and still does the photo shoot, and gets his hundred bucks. For and the- gets his wow. and gets his hundred bucks, and has to do the calendar shoot. Yeah, which they pay for his well, calendar shoot. Yeah, I guess it's on the house. Um, <laughs> break yeah. I mean that was uh, something too. I mean I know we're running short time. We got nine minutes here, but uh, Jason made a comment in the group chat. I'm sure everyone's aware of that. Uh, possibly for next year, there, we may bring it to vote that lowest points, you know, at the end of the season or after the playoffs would be maybe better served for um, doing the counter shoot versus something like the scenario we're running into here. Bobby's got potentially the highest points, not going to make the playoffs, and could very well do the counter shoot. That doesn't seem quite fair when everybody knows stats don't lie. If you're producing points, you're a good owner. So if you don't have if you're the if least you're points, like you, Dom, I mean, there should be some hey. penalty for that. I mean, if you're producing points, you're winning more games. What do you want me to say? So do you want to do a quick power rankings uh, update? Top three. Start with uh, – we'll, we'll let Dave do last since this is his week. Start with All you right. this week, Dom. Who are your – your top three and who are you uh, projecting? Let's say who who are the last two spots in the playoff? You give your top three. You, you want my you last want my, two in the playoffs. All right, my top three are. I'm going to stick with uh, Mike, Nick, and Paul, and then in that order, and then coming in, I'm going to stick with myself too. I'm going to get. I I feel like I'm going to beat Rob, and I'm not going to have to worry about anything. Uh, Anything else when I wake up on Tuesday, no surprises from the uh, the ranking system of ESPN. So who's the and, last two they get in? I mean, Joe, I'd love to see you there, but I just don't see it happening. Okay, so who who is it going to be Chase? Is it going to be – well, obviously it can't be if – If I win. So it would have to be Rob, Bob, or myself. So who are you taking? I guess if I win, where's that scenario where I win? I guess I'm going to take the I win and uh, – Rob and Bob, then. Rob and Bob. I mean, all right, Rob and Bob. Because that scenario is not in there, okay, Dom? What? You're going to have me in the playoffs. There's scenario five. Scenario five. Oh, that's me losing you, Wayne. I I play Rob. I I got Nikki the Cat. Right, you're done. I mean, like I said, like you said, Dave, he's got a tough matchup this week. I mean, yeah, he's. He's Very, he's probably he, he's proven probably he's topic. he's got a great talent and he carries Nick's team. But uh, if there's any week that someone could could uh, slow him down a little bit, I think this is the week. So if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'll go I, I, I'll go next with my power rankings and the last two guys that sneak in the playoffs. My number one, as I already said it right now, the sleeper is Dave Giorizzo. He's coming in my one in the power rankings. Number two is going to be Mike Kiefer. He's still in the top. Top three, he can't leave. He's got a nice lineup. And uh, Chris Emicrelli is going to be my third guy. Guys that make the last two spots in the playoffs, I'd love to see it. I hope it happens. I'm going to be at the seven, and your chase, Mr. Ace, is going to be at the eight <laughs> spot. That's funny. Wow. That's what about you, Dave? So I think power rankings, I think uh, I, think I would probably have to say – Man, I don't know. I think Kiefer's at the number one spot. I think Ammo's team is strong at number two. And just by just by him going on a run uh, lately, I think Nick would be that number three spot. Although, 
I do think that Nick gets a loss this week in a tough game against Joe because I think that Lamar Jackson underperforms a little. Not underperforms, but I just think he meets his match against the 49ers defense, and I think Joe sneaks in for a win after a brutally horrible performance this week. So Joe's in at number seven. I say Bob gets the win, sneaks in at number eight. Dom, I'm sorry, but Rob beats you because he needs, he needs a win. He wants to jump up a spot. And um, and that's what I like it. Right here. I like it, Dave. All right, that's it. I thought for sure Joe had talked you into yourself there in the top three. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm 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 very, I'm very confident. I'm humble as well. But Nick's going on a serious run right now, and we got the same record. It's tough to uh, tough to bet against him right now. All right. Well, we got a second. I'd like to thank today's sponsors as the Holly Jolly Beer. Uh, provided by what brewery is that out here in Pittsburgh? Who makes the Howie Jolly beer? I don't know. I'm not there. Are you talking to your <laughs> wife or are you talking to us? I'm talking to you guys. I don't know who makes Howie Jolly. Howie Jolly is the one that, that started here in Pittsburgh and it's, they got a big store over there on Middleburg Heights. It's brand new. Are you talking about Yingling? I don't know. Yingling, whatever. So it's brought to you by that beer, the Holly Jolly. Yeah, than that guy. Brewery. Next time you're in Pittsburgh, which I hope is soon. Make sure you grab a holly jolly. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming on, Dave. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, it was a Joe, pleasure being here. thank you as always. Running these scenarios, doing the commissioners, the commissioner's work. Thank That's you. what this league's all about. I love it. Stats don't lie. You know that. I hope next week I could be, you know, still part of this podcast saying, you know, my projections for the playoffs. And then Hey, Joe, but we could always we could always use an inside guy on that uh, calendar shoot. So, hey, I already know. got a Paul FedEx in me, a fireman's hat, tag and brag. He sent me some apparel. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I got some camo being sent. Uh, right. Ro- Ross has sent me a for sale sign. I'm going to be nude standing in front of it. So. I'm ready to rock and roll. You guys don't want this calendar, believe me. I've I've got a force. I've got my Mr. Wolverine uh, plaque hanging up over here, and I think you'd look good standing in front of it. I want that singlet. You better uh, find a way to get me that singlet. So there's a lot of. I got one. Don't you worry. I'm looking forward to it. Right. I feel like if you're an owner and you're not looking, if you're one of those bottom four guys and you're not looking forward to the photo shoot, then you're not having fun. Yeah, right. And that photo shoot, if, if whoever does do it. That's I mean, a privilege, guys. Come on. It better be worth it. You know, if, if we're going to be pitching in and spending 10 bucks, I mean, I'm talking, I mean, there's some rumor, rumors that some owners told me, well, I'm just going to include some, some regular pictures of us standing and posing with rings. And then, you know, I might put one funny photo in there. No, I want all brand new pictures. And I want you in your bikini. I want a bikini wax, your fireman's outfit, tag and brag. I mean, I want some camo on your yeah. face. I mean. If Dean comes in last, it's going to be phenomenal. That's all I'm all saying. Right. <laughs> That's... I mean, they got high quality cameras. That. We're going to see things that we don't even want to see. I'm just disappointed that Nick's not going to be sticking his gourd into anything. As previously promised at one point in the season. <laughs> that was promised. Yeah, so season. well, we got a second. Make sure owners, happen. you're thinking of props and tools and, and ideas for the last place calendar shoot, mm-hmm. and make sure you're constantly sending them the next few weeks while we this is determined. All right, Dean Ross, you guys got a one week head start on everybody else, so I expect better out of you guys. <laughs> well, that's all I got for this week. All right, uh, all right, signing off, guys. Bro. God bless SWB. God bless Tag and Brag. God bless. God bless. Peace. God bless.